Good golly, we are in Bali. That's right, we are on the other side of the world for a crypto mastermind event. It's absolutely beautiful here, and we could be on the beach right now, but there's some blockchain news that needs to be covered. We're here for you. Bitcoin shows signs that it may be preparing for its next move upward. Craig Wright says, that doesn't work for me, to a court order to pay his old partner's estate 500,000 Bitcoin. And Burger King begins opening the doors for mainstream adoption by accepting Bitcoin at some locations in Germany. It's all the news we could cover while before heading out to see this gorgeous island. So apply sunblock liberally, but don't drink the water because there's bacteria in it. Live from Bali, it's the Bali Bali Bad News episode 305 of the Bali Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Now with only Travis Wright, we have fired Mr. Joel Com. He is no longer here. In, <laughs> in, wait, what? What the? I, what did I do? You're fired. <laughs> that that was different. You you never do the intro teaser. Well, that's true. I don't. You did well. Hey, thank you. You could have a promising career as an intro teaser reader. As a teaser reader. Now you, But okay. now, if you really want to step up, you'll start writing them, because I still wrote that. That's true. Well, I just actually, I, you wanted me to test the microphone, because we're in the same room. Yeah. And I started reading the teaser, and you said, oh, read the teaser. Go for it, baby. Yeah. So we're in Bali, and it is humid, and it is beautiful, and we're super close to the beach at the Altcoin Mastermind that uh, we told you we would be attending. Told you about that several weeks ago if you were listening and paying attention. And now we're actually here and we're surrounded by, oh, I won't say surrounded. We are with, they're not surrounding us. We are with ah, a number I'm surrounded by. <laughs> of other crypto luminaries. And uh, we've conducted some interviews here, which you'll be hearing in the future episodes of the show. But today is the bad news episode and we found a time to pull away from the mastermind so that we could do this for you and to tell you about our sponsor eToro by now you should know it's the best way to be smart when you're trading your crypto it's the smartest trading platform they are not only the smartest but they're the largest trading platform in the world with not over a billion dollars in trading volume over a trillion dollars in trading volume each year. And U.S. customers can now trade 15 different crypto assets. They've got low and transparent fees. And um, you can connect with the other 11 million e other eToro traders around the world. It's got a great social network. Many of you have signed up already. We know because you're claiming your bad coin socks when you go through our link at badco.in forward slash eToro. Fund your account with at least 50 bucks. That's all, $50. Buy some crypto, any of the 15 that are available with that $50, and then just follow the instructions on the page, and we'll send you bad coin socks. We will do that. And you better hurry because the supply of the bad coin socks is running out. It is running. We only had 100 of them originally. Yeah. And that means we can accommodate 200 feet only. That's true. And plus, we've gone to conferences and we've given some socks away and different things and different times. And so you better hurry if you want socks on your feet. Badco.in forward slash eToro. And now, Mr. Travis Wright, let's go to the news. 
taking a look at CoinGecko.com because the lizard knows the prices. The market cap at $268 billion. Bitcoin coming in at number one with a bullet with a 70.5% market dominance. Bitcoin now at 10579 Ethereum, 175 XRP, Aquata. Bitcoin Cash, $294. Litecoin, $67. Tether, 9999 EOS, 331 Binance, $2174. Bitcoin SV, 132.5. And rounding out the top 10, Cardano, four and a half centavos yeah and you know it looked like you know we've having conversations like oh bitcoin went down bitcoin last week oh bitcoin actually over the last seven days bitcoin is up 8.4 percent ethereum up 1.1 percent and binance down 7.4 percent and uh they're very sad about that we uh cz was crying i saw him on his twitter he had tears little binance tears <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true so checking out the news, there is a opinion piece by Clem Chambers at Forbes, and the question posited in the headline is, will China take Bitcoin to $20,000? Is, is China going to be the one that drives Bitcoin back up again because of the trade war? And, well, you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot going in, in Hong Kong, too, right, with those protests that are going on in Hong Kong. ATMs are frozen. Right, they're not allowing people to withdraw money from ATM, and you know the the Chinese state can't actually track people's bitcoins transactions, and so you know I think that's part of the part of the thing that's making it jump because it did go up like we said eight almost eight and a half percent in the past week. Very interesting. Maybe you know Bitcoin goes up. To, we don't really know what that uh, what that catalyst is going to be to drive us to twenty thousand, mm. but I, I assume it's going to hit twenty thousand eventually, or it's going to go down. To zero, one of the two. <laughs> well, this guy is tracking, you know, what's going on geopolitically, and he says, when Bitcoin jumps, something bad has just happened in U.S.-China trade talks. And he says, well, we got a Trump tweet, and up Bitcoin goes again. And he doesn't know exactly what it is that's happened, but he thinks that as long as the trade war continues, Bitcoin goes up, and the longer the war runs, the higher mm. Bitcoin will go. Yeah, and China has devalued their currency a mm -hmm. bit, right? So they've lowered the value of the currency because of those billions and billions of dollars of tariffs that they need to pay at the uh, um, to, to get their goods into America. Maybe that's maybe that's one of the deals, Mister Jocom. We'll see. Uh, it would be interesting. You know, Trump did tweet recently that he does not like the bitcoins. A lot of people hate Trump. He so, oh, he, he hates Bitcoin. Oh, well, I love Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> Well, at the same time, we've got a large bank that intends to implement um, the Chinese yuan. And, well, the story here is HSBC processes first blockchain letter of credit using the Chinese yuan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, HBC said that citing SWIFT data that 1.2 million letters of credit, those are documents issued by a bank guaranteeing a buyer's payment to a seller, worth $750 billion were issued into and out of China alone in 2018. And so now what they've done is they've used the blockchain solution to put these electronic documents on the blockchain to send them more effectively. The exchange of these documents was completed in 24 hours compared to the typical five to 10 days for conventional document exchange. So look at that. That is some productivity there. So while efficiency, actually, the trade war continues, blockchain soldiers on. 
There, there's no stopping it. Because it's soldiering. Which, uh, which, which I think is leading Trump to saying, I want you to want me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding that to the playlist right now. Cheap trick, classic. Going on to the wow. Bad Crypto song list bad, on bad crypto. Spotify. Yes, can't help myself. Also here in the news on Bloomberg, Bitcoin's narrowing trading range seen suggesting a push higher. So a breach above the 50-day moving average may be a bullish signal. And uh, they're looking at if these crypto prices are recovering following last week's plummet below 10,000. Like it went below 10,000 for a while, then all of a sudden it popped back up over 10,000. And now uh, over the last couple of days, it popped up pretty nicely up to about 10,700. Now it's at about 10,500. And so what it's saying is in that range, nobody knows, is that what it's well, the 50 and 100 day moving average of the price, like what is the price over the last 50 days, the average of that? What's the price over the last 100 days? And then whenever it pops above one of those key levels, when it hit 10,714 bucks, that says, hey, there could be a bigger gain ahead because it went below it in August uh for a while and then now it went back above it so you know but then it went back below it again crypto goes up crypto goes crypto goes down do you think uh bloomberg has customers at outback steakhouse because they could like sponsor the bloom and onion ah right there might be a partnership deal there for them maybe so at outback yeah get you that's a knife a bloom and onion that's a knife (laughs) that's not a knife here's a a new startup called elliptic raised 23 million in funding and the software that they're creating is used to investigate criminal activity on the bitcoin ledger essentially they're alerting crypto firms to know when terrorists are trying to raise money for their terroristy things that Mm. they do you know that's what i've always thought whenever i got on the elliptical i thought that the elliptical was a terrorist (laughs) to my legs why you gotta be so (laughs) terroristy to my legs uh no, th- these guys are they're selling tools mm-hmm. to Binance and Circle and a bunch of other banks yep. and allegedly it monitors the transactions and investigates criminal activity so they can spot money laundering. Yeah. And they actually recently learned that uh, Al-Qasim Bridges, uh, the military wing of Hamas, used a donation website that generated a different Bitcoin wallet address for each person that visited and that made it harder to track those funds, but with the elliptic software based in london they were able to track that and identify exactly where that came so the the thought of transactions in bitcoin being completely anonymous are are not so much so right no they're they're clearly not by now we know bitcoin is not anonymous okay so people need to stop saying it monero is anonymous zcash Mm -hmm. is anonymous apollo is anonymous joel com not anonymous not anonymous Bitcoin. i am joel commonness you're a phenomenon (laughs) phenomenal totally atrocious you make it easy uh snike mycin you're back so uh tykes mycin i can't remember what we called him bikes mycin get my name right mr joel com i'm in the same room with you don't make me punch you in your mouth it doesn't just um track terrorism funding it also tracks child porn and drugs and hacks that result in funds being stolen. Mm. Crypto's bad because people use it for bad things. But you know what? Paper money is worse because they do it for bad things too. And well, it's really dirty and has germs on it. Not just that. The government uses it for bad things. Well, well those black ops definitely use it. Like, don't, was, 
Don't be racist. Well, there was a report that went out from the University of Michigan. They did this research, and they had they had done some auditing, and they discovered that there's like twenty one trillion dollars missing from the Department of Defense and some of these other agencies. And like, where does it go? Is it do they misappropriate the money? Did they did it disappear? Did they use it on nefarious things? A lot of times they say that a lot of that stuff is like some government contract stuff, and there's some probably some black ops stuff. Who knows? Twenty one trillion dollars. That's like pretty much how much we're in debt. Like, if that's actually missing from overtime, that's ridiculous. Google it. You, or duck, duck, go it. Yeah, don't it's Google it. University of Michigan, $21 trillion. Don't Google anything anymore. Speaking of douches, not calling Google a douche, but they're kind of douchey. Is Mark Zuckerberg back in the news? Mark Zuckerberg is in the He's not in the news. Craig Wright in the news, challenging the court order requiring him to pay 50,000 Bitcoin to the estate of his former colleague, David Kleiman. And 500,000 Bitcoin, not 50,000. Did I say 50,000? Yeah, I think That's so. an extra zero. Or maybe I, I, I heard 50 000. in my mind. Okay, Regardless, 500,000 Bitcoin. But one thing, you know, the so the, the attorney, they, they've gone through this whole court in the United States District Court in the Southern District of Florida. Uh, they've asked for a 14-day extension to file a motion to challenge the ruling in David Kleiman's estate. But 500,000 Bitcoin? What about the 500,000 Bitcoin cash? And the 500,000 Bitcoin SV and the 500,000 Super Bitcoin Aluminum. Ah, oh. especially that aluminum. That's yeah, going to be that's... super valuable. And Litecoin, right? That's a fork of, of Bitcoin. Well, was it? I don't think it was a fork. I just think it was like a, they spun off. I don't think that you got Litecoin if you had Bitcoin, did you? Oh, it was more kind of like. It just uh, took code. Yeah. Kind of like Bitcoin did. It's kind of like um, the Jeffersons came from all in the family. Almost exactly like that. <laughs> We're they... moving on up <laughs> to the east side. Wow. Okay. All right. So we'll see how this plays out here over the coming weeks if uh, he is indeed fake Toshi. Yeah. That's the whole funny thing is like, yeah, well, now you owe someone 500,000 Bitcoin. Yeah. You probably should have shut up if you're not the real Satoshi Nakamoto and you've not moved any of those coins since 2012 and now all of a sudden you go to court because you say you're satoshi nakamoto but five hundred thousand bitcoin so the climate family estate's like yes and it's the bitcoin and then craig's like oh damn i mean whoops yeah <laughs> I, I, i've been outed <laughs> i'm not really satoshi nakamoto. I, I disagree with uh your right to tell me to pay the money that i don't really have so yeah. we'll we'll see what happens there meanwhile you know in an era that we have to watch out for all the super high-tech thievery going on this story out of winnipeg canada was a result of what they call a low-tech hack attack essentially there was an atm a bitcoin atm there in the city and what these guys did the scammers they put a printed notice on the atm and it said that the machine was undergoing a software upgrade and so users shouldn't deposit their bought coins into their own wallet but instead use the qr code that was provided just basically a piece of paper taped to the machine wow so that is a low-tech hack that is super low-tech i mean they just basically people who got scammed deposited you know they scanned the qr code and sent their bitcoin to the scammers wow i'm gonna get a printer that's a really good idea. Isn't that crazy? No, that's really crazy. Like, that people would actually go, oh, well, I just assume that I did. It reminds me of the one thing that says, um, oh, there was a there was a, a deal where there was a armed guard standing by the mo money drop at a bank. And they said, oh, the money drop is out of order. Hand it, hand it to me. I'll go take it in. <laughs> and so they, 
So like they had like twenty people gave them the give them the freaking deposits and hand in there and walked off and they're like no 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 we're we're kidding like oh my god it was a, it was a video where they were showing how dumb people could be and just how trusting see I don't think most people that are into crypto would fall for that right but as more people from the mainstream start getting into it and they don't understand they're going to fall for the scams they're going to be the target of these scams just like you know people who still have aol accounts and yahoo.com emails Mm -hmm. right i'm not saying everybody okay don't take offense if you still have a yahoo email although i can't imagine why you do but i think that we're going to see a proliferation of less sophisticated scams kind of like you know the irs robocalls right you're you are in danger of losing your social security number please call this phone number Mm -hmm. blah blah who falls for that but people do right so do i actually have a family member who messaged me after the fact that she got a phone call from that and was like i think the social security department i'm like are you serious did like google it and you google duck duck go it yeah just go search it and see and oh are you serious really like they're gonna they're gonna remove your so you're gonna lose your social security right. number Are hey, you that, that's actually a good thing because now that i'm less trackable take it yeah i don't i don't yeah. want any numbers issued to me by the government i'm not a number i'm a human being ah <laughs> what else we got here in the news mr travis right here'd be a great time to talk about uh, our second sponsor of the show, Nasgo, nasgo.com. Uh, Nasgo is the GoDaddy of blockchain. You can tokenize your business today without any coding. You can actually tokenize your influence. You can tokenize anything you want, really. And uh, it's very easy to do. They've developed a very simple solution for businesses and influencers to transition to the blockchain frontier. The easy-to-use Nasgo wallet provides all the tools you need to advance your business without breaking the bank. Nasgo provides the essential foundation to sidechain with all kinds of APIs such as database writing, network communication, and encryption. Meanwhile, sidechain supplies uh, more nodes to strengthen the whole Nasgo system. As featured on badco.in forward slash 282. Go check it out, nasgo.com. Now back to the news. Speaking of influence, Manny Pacquiao, you know, a championship boxer from the Philippines, he has launched his own crypto. It's true, the PAC token, P-A-C, will be listed on Singapore's Global Crypto Offering Exchange, and this will allow his fans to buy merch and interact with him on social media. It's very similar to the Mike Tyson uh, coin that I've invented. And I, I'm going to go have to have a conversation with uh, with Manny Palkin, though, because I don't think that what he's doing is legitimate cessation of what I'm trying to do. So I'm very upset about this. But that's okay because I'm very much bigger than him. There is uh, others that are entering the space. Also, Jason Derulo, who is the singer, is planning to launch his own crypto on the very same platform they should be launching it on uh, on nasgo yeah the fact that not national nasgo means i'm about to punch so many people in the mouth thought with you mr jokan <laughs> what did i do my gosh tamper it down smike bison whatever your name is uh this uh, article on wired.com that i don't reference too often because they're seriously slanted in in their approach to stuff but this is an article that at least the headline i can agree with the premise is wouldn't it be great if people could vote on the blockchain i 
think that would be an amazing thing, right? Let's what it does yes. is it creates it creates safety, it creates security, and it's got this you know this ledger where it, you can't you can't uh, cheat this thing. Well, you know you know what's so cool about Bitcoin and these other cryptos is you have a block explorer where you can go back and see the transaction, view it. Right, I can't do that with my vote, and I would I would venture to say that our vote is the most important thing in a democratic republic. Right. It's not a democracy. We are a democratic republic for which it stands. And, you know, voting on the blockchain is, it would be great. For starters, stop calling it the blockchain. Yeah. So, ooh, for, uh, wouldn't it be great if people could vote on the on the blockchain? From Moscow to Denver, election officials and startups have embraced the idea of voting on blockchain as a way to make mobile voting safer. I think that would be great. Now, Democratic um, presidential candidate Andrew Yang has added blockchain voting to his official campaign platform. And again, we shout out to Mr. Yang. Uh, come on back, crypto, and uh, let's talk about blockchain voting because we think it's. I think it's really a very important thing because I know from firsthand with the voting um, the equipment that was in the 2016 election in my district was the same voting uh, uh, equipment that was used in the 2000 election. And it's very old, and it's already been proven that people sitting in the the parking lot with a laptop could conceivably hack those voting machines. That's not secure. Right. So, you know, as I go through this article, the author actually is not necessarily a fan. I think, as is typical of Wired, he's taking the uh, the contrary approach to it, saying that it's not unhackable, that you've got the human element involved here. Your blockchain isn't perfect. It can still be compromised, and he tries to make... Bitcoin's blockchain has never been compromised. The blockchain is not... What's, what's been hacked is people's wallets. What's been hacked is people's losing their keys and other things, but not the, not the Bitcoin blockchain. That's never been hacked. He is just saying that the the human element to it says that we need less technology to vote, not more. Return to paper ballots and ensure the vote vetters are properly funded. And you know what? I would totally be down with paper ballots if I could scan that paper ballot, email it to myself to prove that that's my ballot. And then those votes could then be sent somewhere else to have a third party verification Mm -hmm. system of some sort. Mm -hmm. Scan it in, you know, and then then do a count in both places. And see how how close the numbers are, because then you have that situation. Oh, in the back of this taxi, we found three more boxes of votes. Oh wow! It's, it's coincidentally, it's ninety eight percent for the Democratic candidate. I don't know. It's really weird. We found him in the taxi. That actually, that's actually happened, that's right? Actually it wasn't a taxi. It was the back of a uh, back of a truck. Or oh, something. it's in the back of this FedEx truck. All these votes. Yeah. We found these ballots yeah. that we prepared beforehand for an incident such as this. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to be overwhelmingly 90-plus percentile for one candidate over the other. Yeah, the, That's that, completely fraudulent. That can't be scammy, possibly, at all. But blockchain's a scam. There's yeah. a human element there that's a problem. Right. So a lot of people are saying, when alts, right? It's like, it's time already, because the alts have really taken a beating some of them down as much as 99 percent from their all-time high and uh hedge fund manager uh that has been interviewed for this article in cointelegraph his name is cantering clark that's an interesting name cantering clark it seems like it should be bad it's backwards it seems clark cantering mm-hmm. 
Maybe. Clark Mantering seems way better. Anyway, he's a hedge fund manager and co-founder of Block Roots. And he was asked about this and he said that uh, not until Bitcoin breaks $20,000 is he expecting the alts to uh, to follow. Sounds great. Great job, Cantering Clark. Sounds awesome. All right. I want to applaud his parents for... What the hell is cantering? I don't know. Well, there's, you know, a cantor in um, like a synagogue. Jewish temple is a singer. Oh, right. So he's the singing Clark. <laughs> I just want to know if his sister's name is Kimberly. That's all. I mean, there, there's got to be a number of Kimberly Clarks out there. Probably a bunch. There. And Philip Morris. You can go check out his website at canteringclarkpartnersllc.com. <laughs> Shout out to you, Cantering. Because was taken probably. Do you know how juvenile it is to make fun of this guy's name? Cantering was taken, so... Cantering was probably available. He could have been cantering.com. Speaking of names we can make fun of, Vitalik Buterin is back in the news, and he is saying that the Ethereum blockchain is nearly full. There is no more room on Ethereum blockchain. Time for to find other solutions. Yeah. Um, when the creator of a coin a blockchain project says that their blockchain is nearly full. Yeah. Maybe time to find the off-ramp. What I find funny is this article is on CryptoNews.com. It's Newses. CryptoNews with a S and a Z dot mm-hmm. com. But in the, the second sentence, it says, the skinny visionary had delivered a speech at the Blockchain Futurist Conference. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you put an adjective in there? And why would you capitalize, capitalize it? <laughs> You know, it was interesting at that same event of Vesa, the dude who created um, art by Vesa, who yeah. does all these different art things. Yeah. He cre- he was on episode uh, badco.in forward slash 150, 130, excuse me, 130. I know that because he created an art piece and uh, blood on the floor. And he created this art piece for blood the show. Blood on the podcast floor. Blood on the podcast floor. And just this last week, Vitalik signed it. Oh, Vitalik signed but the piece? Vitalik has signed it. Wow. Andreas Antonopoulos has signed it now. You signed it? I've signed it. Mr. Joel Kama signed Ronnie it. Ronnie Moe has signed Ronnie it. Ronnie Moe, but we, we, we erased it. We erased it. Charlie Lee has yeah. signed it, um, and um, uh, Vinny has Vinny, signed it from, yes. from Civic. Lots of people have signed it. So I He's trying to get all these signatures and make an all badass piece of uh, of history and be valuable for a million dollars. I think that's amazing. So I hope that if cryptonewses.com ever writes about me and it, it says the handsome yet slightly pudgy podcaster yeah said they would say the for me they would say not the not handsome and and very overweight travis the, the known as fat toshi yeah, oh no no toshi, mo, oh no no mo <laughs> it was so, funny it was like i realized like the, the other day i was like i was on vr did the vr camera and i was like wow i am way fatter than i thought I'm going to go on the VR diet because I'm VR fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Scalability is what it's all about. According to Vitalik, he says that um, scalability, if improved, would bring down expenses around a factor of more than 100. But there's definitely some problems right now that uh, if if he's saying the Ethereum blockchain is full. That's then... great news to all those coins out there that have built their business on the ethereum blockchain huh crypto kitties killed meow ethereum meow crypto kitties killed ethereum mr travis wright you just added another song to the uh the playlist that was i was unintentional yeah video killed the radio star so why is that song particularly relevant 
Oh, I would say, well, I don't know why you say, but I would say the reason it's particularly relevant, was it, was it not the very first uh, song played on MTV? It was. That That's it. The very first music video played on MTV in the early 80s was a video Kill the Radio Star. Yeah. By the Buggles. The Buggles. Yeah. You could have asked me that and I would not have known. Well, now you know. Yeah. So he, this uh, story on Cointelegraph, the first blockchain exclusive birth certificate has been recorded in Brazil. Alvaro del Medeiros Mendoca is one of the first children in the country to have their birth certificate recorded only with blockchain technology without the need of the registry office. Baby on the blockchain, mm. baby. Baby on the blockchain. Very nice. Yeah. So the parents were reportedly invited by the hospital to participate in a project developed by tech company Growth Tech, and they're working with IBM. And they said blockchain tech uh, made it very easy to register as newborn much faster. It took less than five minutes to put the baby on the blockchain. So here's my question. Like, if there was any error in that, now the blockchain records an error. Like, if there's a typo in the name, mm -hmm. if there's an error in the parents. You better get it right. The right? You better get it right. So mm -hmm. I think before anything is entered on blockchain, there should be a consensus of multiple, you know, people on staff mm -hmm. that are all checking the work because that's the pro there's the human error in it right if somebody puts the wrong that's data so in now the wrong data is on blockchain what the, and what if the blockchain assumed the wrong gender i mean there's 67 of them now 68 we just did how do another they know, one how do they know that's the right one yeah i don't, I, I don't know zer travis <laughs> but it's very fancy i'm pretty pleased that to see that type of innovation happening babies on the blockchain is is very good now, also something very interesting, Mr. Joel Kahn, Uh I am a fan of hamburgers. Tell me you don't eat them from this place, though. What's that, Burger King? Yeah. No, I've not eaten Burger King in a long time. It's like... Well, I like the Flame Broiled Burgers, but I don't... I Very rarely will I ever eat yeah, them. Yeah, I mean... Unless I'm really stoned, and that's like the only... And there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. You have a choice of hamburgers. Like, why would you eat... Why? Because they accept Bitcoin now. Oh, they accept Bitcoin in Germany. And uh, so the global arm of the fast food restaurant Burger King now accepts Bitcoin payments on its delivery and mobile applications. So you can actually uh, add it on there. And they said, despite uh, Bitcoin's sudden appearance on the official website, it's unclear whether Bitcoin is also accepted in the 600 physical Burger King restaurants across Germany. One could think that potentially it will over time, but who knows, yeah? I just, you know, I think it's cool that a uh, massive corporation such as Burger King, whether or not you'll eat that, bleh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they did have an amazing chicken parmigiana sandwich there for the longest time. And uh, they, they, marinara, they decided that so they good. didn't want to have anything that tasted good and they got rid of it. It was so good. It was actually very good. How dare you say bad things about it? Yeah. Mr. Okay. Mike Tyson, you may see watch yourself, Joe Conn. Mike, uh, Mike Bison made, needs to like take a backseat. I am raging right now. Yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> our final story. You know story. why I'm raging? Because the show's almost over. That was almost the funny thing. It comes from uh, our just recently previous guest, the CEO and founder of eToro, Yoni Asia. He says, Bitcoin must not surge at the expense of another financial breakdown you know there there's a chance that another financial crisis is looming like what happened in 2008 mm -hmm. which means a lot of banks are going to get off the hook again and the, the common man is going to have to pay the price who knows what happens when the everything bubble pops i mean it's just, it just seems strange to think about 
You know, we've talked about the debasing of currency in China. We've talked about what happened in Argentina with their currency dropping 50% in value. Here we are in Indonesia where their $100,000 bill is worth about 8 bucks. Right. Right? So how long until America prints a $500 bill and a $1,000 bill and a yeah, well, $10,000 bill? And- yeah, so one U.S. dollar here in Indonesia is about 14,500 rupiah. Right. Indonesian rupiah mm-hmm. and um, you people here live on a lot less and I'm just going to say that I got a massage for six dollars last night it was like 70 or 90,000 rupiah mm-hmm. and then tip them you know for them generously mm-hmm. and that's cheap man I'm moving to Bali yeah I, I took an uber ride well it's grab here and from from one place to the other, it was almost an hour, and the total ride was ninety nine thousand rupiah, which was about eight bucks. Yeah, but the dude was almost running out of gas, and he was stressing. So I literally paid, I tipped him four x on it because I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? This was a four. This was an hour drive, thirty bucks. Yeah, okay, that's fair to me. It seems reasonable. And he was like, oh my god, thank you so much. Wow. Oh, and he was able to get a full tank of gas. As I just felt bad for the dude. I'm like, dude, the dude. Is not going to get any money from this because I paid for the credit card, so he's not going to get the cash for it. So he's not going to have cash flow to be able to buy gas to do any more rides, and then his day's done. And wow! So I was just yeah. you're you're good Samaritan, Mister Travis, right? Dude, seven bucks. It's like I feel I feel bad. That isn't that's really not the face value of something. I'm what I well to you to because you're used to comparing it to our culture and our economy, but their mm-hmm. economy here is different. I mean, we met a we met a cat here who moved here recently and showed us a picture of his house. He was like, for $2,000 a month, you can live a a typical Western, you know, American lifestyle here, which is high on the hog for here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he showed us a, what was it, two-story, three-story? It was it was a nice house with big windows nice, and a pool. Huge and pool, $1,000 a month he pays in rent. Crazy. I'm like, I'm moving to Bali. We're going to be the Bali Crypto Podcast. Yeah. By golly. By golly. Well, the point that Yoni was making here is that there's a lot of people that are cheering for financial breakdown so that Bitcoin will go up. But he's like, well, you don't want a collapse of the economy. That's while it might be good for crypto in the long run, it's certainly not going to be good for people. Well, the economy crashes and then there's no money. And then, you know, if, if, if like electrical systems crash or the Internet pro- providers are not able to do their job, then how do we? trade crypto so it's like we need a certain part of society to remain intact for digital assets to work because if they don't work then crypto doesn't work and crypto doesn't work well guess what you know we we look at the surge of gold and silver over the past Mm -hmm. month Mm -hmm. what is so what is silver at right now Uh, you looked at yesterday's like almost 20 bucks yeah it was was getting up there for sure well here's the thing he's saying that uh if the economy collapses, then there's going to be chaos everywhere. And that means banks might collapse, governments. So now governments are going to come in, they're going to try and control Bitcoin, right? And that's not going to be a good thing for the Bitcoin economy either to have governments over-regulate and Mm -hmm. banks try to commandeer Well, that's what they try to do. Governments try to, things go down. What do they do? They confiscate your money. That's what happened in Greece or or Cyprus. You had $100,000 in your bank. Next thing you know, you have 50,000 because they've confiscated 50,000 of that, half of it. You know what that doesn't happen? There's one country where that doesn't happen. 
Where's that? The Republic of Bad Cryptopia. That's true. We do not try to control you nor your Bitcoin. You are sovereign citizens, free to come and go as you choose. I mean, we are your benevolent dictators, but all that basically means is that we try not to be dicks. Yeah, he's a dick. I'm a tater. <laughs> you're, you're a potato. I'm a tater. And you can call me Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, we'll give you an update on Badcoin. Badcoin update. Da, 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 da. There's no update. No, there's. <laughs> well, I, I guess um, we have actually been reached out to by a couple exchanges, and those talks are happening. We're not pursuing this because we want to remain not a security. However, there is a group of people that is putting together a Badcoin foundation that will be tasked with um, those tasks, mm -hmm. tasking the taskers to do the tasks mm -hmm. that they're tasked. That's good stuff. That is true. And once that gets going, then the then the foundation can actually do some marketing efforts and some other things, which we are not able to do because we can't be active participants. Because if so, then Badcoin becomes a security. Well, it can. You say that like it's it doesn't make it a security. No, it means it, that they, they could they perceive try us as one. It, the case could be made. Mm -hmm. But I still find that really hard to believe when we never took a penny from anybody. Right. That's Again. why I think we're probably being a little over cautious on that. But when it comes to big government, you should never be under cautious, I, so, yes. I assume. Hey, uh, also, just like a, a little extra, oh, by the way, uh, the gold bull run rally is only in the second inning, uh, according to Kitco, K-I-T-C-O, and the price explosion is yet to come. So it's sitting at about 1500 bucks right now. And uh, I believe that's the number. What, what does Peter Schiff say about it? That's when I, I mean, he's like, he's bullish on gold. Uh, to you know, five thousand. So yeah, silver took a nice run. This is the bad precious metals podcast mm -hmm. currently. Uh, which, by the way, we never did timestamp this, but it is in Bali. It is now one forty-five p.m. on Thursday, which I've, which means it's one forty-five a.m. Thursday uh, on the East Coast. Yeah. No, no, it is um, eleven forty-five p.m yesterday okay because i'm 14 hours back in denver you're 13 yeah, yeah. you're 13 back so okay. we have seen the future and it is sunny body body good <laughs> it is sunny and uh and humid so um anyway thanks for listening to the show we we love you guys we appreciate you please share bad crypto with somebody like just say hey have you heard bad crypto and they're like what what's What's bad crypto? What's yeah. bad about it? Ah, uh, these guys, they're a couple of crypto clowns and mm -hmm. and but they they talk about crypto and blockchain and bitcoin and they make it fun to listen to. They make me laugh. They make me laugh snort. I'm like <laughs> while I'm listening to the show. It's very good. I like the laugh snort. We all need a little laughter That's in true. our day. Hey, just send them to badco.in forward slash basics and let them listen to those first ten episodes and get a grip about what blockchain is and how it is the future of money. The digital economy is here, and they need to understand it and say, hey, I'm your homie. Let's listen to this first one. Listen to, what was it, badco.in forward slash 210, which we walked through and talked about the basics of things. And they want to dive further, go to badco.in forward slash basics, and make sure to have them subscribe. Yeah, and remember all these numbers, because there will be a test. That's true. All right, from Oh, Bali. my God, wait a second. Wait, this what happened? This is crazy. Hold this on This just here. in? Yeah, well, well, I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at the chart here for the last 30 days in silver. It went from like 16 bucks to 20 bucks in the last month. You know who's happy about that? 
the pirates of the Yarn, world. Matey, we be barbing garbage our gold and our silver. We be stashing our booty Yarn. for the day. Because we have to stay bad. Arr. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. I'm Butter, the new Badars. Welcome to the Badars podcast. Is this going to continue? Bar. <laughs> matey. Scurvy to the odd arm. Matey. Are you done? Rum. <laughs> Rum. Who's bad? <laughs>